0: Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera, editing, and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Bruchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com.
1: It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite cowgirls with cameras, Kara, Kim and Phyllis. Hey there, Cowgirls with Cameras. It's Kim with Be More Business and Kim Beer Photography.
0: Kara with Fast Horse Photography.
2: And Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. How y'all doing this week?
0: Well, considering this is our fourth attempt to get this started today, because we keep laughing and goofing and messing up, I think our listeners are in for quite the treat. So how are you guys doing today? (laughs)
2: Fantastic.
0: Well, apparently I'm really red, both
1: from laughing and from the weirdness in my camera. (laughs) So there we go. What have you all been up to this week?
0: This is a rough one. We are recording you guys in the evening, which we don't normally do. And apparently we all need to go take a nap before we get rolling on this episode. (laughs) But I would love to tell everyone what I've been doing this week. For those of you that are listening, whenever you're listening, it is just a couple weeks before Christmas right now that we're recording. So for me, I'm done shooting for the year, which feels really amazing. So anything I'm shooting right now is, I know it's just for fun. I'm just (laughs) shooting for me right now, which is awesome. And I'm working on finishing design work and then doing pre-holiday orders. So every day I have UPS, FedEx, the postal service, and then a bunch of just totally random vans that I guess are maybe outsourced delivery people showing up at my door. And they're bringing prints and framed pieces and freight. I had to go take my pickup truck down the street the other day to get a giant freight piece picked up because semi trucks can no longer back down our road because there's so many like low hanging limbs so i had to go pick up a freight piece down the road of my pickup truck to complete the delivery to my house so it's been a crazy week of unboxing having fun with that of course And just inspecting products and getting it delivered, getting it rewrapped and delivered, which is always a load of fun. I'm also cleaning my office right now, which if you listen to us over our, if you listen to Kim and, and I over on the business animal, one of the things I love to do is I love to clean up my office. I feel like it makes me so much more productive and it just makes my space feel so good. I don't know if you guys are that way, but I love a clean space when it comes to being organized and working. Oh, maybe that would help me then. It might. I mean, honestly, if you're feeling unorganized, you know, and I know how you can be sometimes. I'm always unorganized. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, Phyllis. Me too. If I just feel like I don't want to work today and I'm just like, oh, I can't feel it. If I take a break and just clean my space, I feel so much better and I feel so much more productive and I just want to be in my work environment after I do that. So yeah. What about you guys? What have you been
1: up to? Well, I'm sitting over here imagining how much fun your dogs are having with all these deliveries that you're getting.
0: Yeah. Well, you know how loud they are when we get a delivery, when we're recording the business animal in the mornings and it's like, I have to mute because they're barking their heads off and howling. It's like that all day long on top of it, we're renovating a bathroom. So I've got, oh gosh, what's his name? I'm already forgetting his name. I have a man coming in and working on our bathroom. So every time he goes outside and comes back in, it's like, he's a stranger again. And so they lose their mind and they're building a house across the street. So I don't honestly, we may need to move all of our recordings <laughs> to the evening at this point because the mornings have been so loud, it's been off the charts. So, so your dogs have had a busy
1: holiday season. Yeah, they're busy. Phyllis, what have you been up to?
2: Well, Our weather is just, it's typical Georgia Southern weather, 76 degrees two days ago. Gorgeous. And then then it's cold and rainy today with like a high of 50. So I know that's still warm for a lot of people, but it's just the wet that gets me. But it, you know, I mean, it was gorgeous. I had time to get out and walk this morning because I've been really busy with a lot of family stuff. We had a, a big, big wedding this weekend for my great niece and a lot of stuff going on with that. A lot of holiday catching up with friends because I love to I love to entertain. So I have a lot of people over to my house this time of year. Well, when I say a lot of people, I mean small groups of people. But end-of-the-year bookkeeping is big on my list for this time of year and uh, just a bunch of office work. I sold some stuff at my—quite a bit of uh, gallery wraps and large pieces at my gallery— and I had to, um, not my gallery, my co-op that I'm a member of, so I had to get my brain into thinking about what I needed to replace that with and get that ordered, and then I had a bunch of stuff trying to get ready for Kim to do our prints for Art of the Cowgirl that we sell in our booth, and you know, it's hard just deciding and trying to figure out what sells, you know, and what you should, what you should spend money on printing. Sometimes that can be a really big decision, but Yeah, just been. I've been really busy with catch up and still trying to get images done from all my shoots for the whole year. So, but mostly this week has been family stuff with the wedding, had a lot of people in. So, what about you, Kim? What have you been up to?
1: Well, I'm gearing up and getting excited for our first event in January, which is Art of the Cowgirl. And so, I've been just getting some automations put together and, and looking at that. I've also been working on automations for communications and all of our events coming up. So hopefully everyone will have a beautifully smooth, um, event experience because the software will take care of things when we are in the middle of something else like out shooting or something like that, you'll be able to get your registrations through in a timely manner and, uh, feel the love of, of everything that goes along with our events. We seriously thank you for that.
2: (laughs) It does look like you've been super busy. Yeah. It looks so good.
1: Yeah, it's but it's so necessary. And for those of you who don't use automation in your business, if you're a professional photographer and have a business, let me tell you, automation is the way that you can have superpowers. So that's what I've been doing is giving us superpowers for the rest of the year. I've also been really focused on um, recording videos, tip videos, and um, I'm working on my iPad workflow video that I'm hoping to get released around the 1st of the year. So I've been madly recording things for Photoshop and Lightroom that you're going to get to see all year long and I'm super excited about those. So be watching for that to come out. And then in addition to that, I've been writing a ton of blogs as well. I'm I'm like in writing mode. I'm in content creation mode and I am planning for next year and I could not be happier it's an amazing time of year for me so yeah
0: what are we talking about today
1: building confidence as a photographer
0: oh I'm gonna like this topic (laughs) I'm gonna need this topic (laughs) oh stop it (laughs) yes stop it famous Phyllis I wasn't going to say it. I was not going to say it. And you said it. I didn't say it, Phyllis. I want to mark that down. Yeah. You know, I want to mark it down that I was not the one to say it. I'll make a note of that.
2: Well, I think even though you may think people are confident, we know that we all have times when we're not super confident.
0: So. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that confidence in photography, it sometimes feels like it's like constantly shifting set of standards for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's like one of those moving targets. We were just talking about moving targets the other day. Confidence can be a moving target in photography, in the photography world. Mm -hmm. It can be one of those things for me where I'll be riding high and then something will happen. And my confidence will just be, it's like, it gets killed. And I can give a great example of that. I had a couple of weeks ago, I had my very first ever photo shoot where I couldn't deliver to my clients. I had a damaged piece in my camera. It was an autofocus issue in my camera. And I didn't realize that I had made it through most of this little mini shoot and that my images, they weren't as good as they needed to be. And I just, I wasn't comfortable with them. And I never had to make that phone call before. And let me tell you, you want a humbling moment. It's when as a photographer, a professional photographer, you have to make a phone call like that. And it put my confidence... For weeks I was terrified to pick up the camera. I I was worried that every photo shoot after that I was gonna have an issue. And I just didn't trust trust myself for a good two weeks. And I had to get several really good shoots under my belt to pull myself out of that place. So when I say confidence can feel like a constantly shifting set of standards, it really can. And I I doubt I'm the only one. Um, that will be riding high and then something will happen. And the next thing you know, you're like, why are people paying me for this? How, how am I, I should close my business. <laughs> I have no longer.
2: Every time I leave a shoot, I feel that's that way. Like, oh. oh my gosh, I can't believe people pay me to do this. What am I doing? Oh my gosh. Am yeah. I going to have anything, anything usable out of this? You know? Yeah. Every time. And then and then when I see other people's like, especially if we're doing a group shoot and you see other people's images and you go, oh, my gosh, I don't think I have anything anywhere near that good, you know. So, yeah, it's a struggle. We all do it.
0: Well, I definitely think that. And in this world of like constant comparison where, you know, we're only sharing our best work online, like none of us are out there showing our worst work all the, all the time. So it's like you look around you and you see other people in their highlight reels of their photography and you're looking at your pictures and you're going through and you're saying, okay, excellent. Oh God, what happened there? And oh my goodness, <laughs> what was I taking a picture of there? So you have some shots like that, you know, at least I do every session, I'm going to have a few that are tossers and you really do start to wonder like, where do you stack up? and it can be a confidence killer. What about you, Kim? So
1: I agree with everything both of you said. I, there are days when I look at the images that I've shot and I've been picking, so one of the things I've been doing is I've been picking images I wanna share in 2023 on social media and i go through the images and i'm looking at them i can't share that i can't share that i start to see all of the little flaws in each particular image and probably i'm the only one who sees them so that's a definite confidence killer and i don't like when i do that to myself and so i have to kind of stop and back up and say this is not you're 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 overthinking this <laughs> you're you're over you're overjudging yourself yeah. you're being too harsh i am Always, and I believe this is probably true of the two of you as well, I am by far my own worst critic. I will always look at my own images and Mm -hmm. and be more critical of my images than other people will. And I think that that is a common thing among all artists that we do, we do look at that. And Kira and I, we just had a discussion very similar on the business side on the business animal about a topic like this as well, where we talked about comparison being the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And that is a, that's a true statement here. And it's also the thief of confidence as well. And the truth is as artists, we all have our own vision and we all have a slightly different perspective and a different eye. And so trusting yourself and trusting your your vision and your lane so to speak that you're driving in is going to get to the destination you want to go in i think is half the battle because in the end user's eyes they're just looking at a beautiful image of a horse doing something or western lifestyle or whatever subject it is you're photographing but in our case it's usually a horse of some kind and they see the beauty of the horse and they don't pick apart their images quite the same way, way we do. But I too have left workshops. I have left jobs going, "Why do people pay me to do this?" <laughs> and then gone home and and had to reassess that. So I think that's a true statement for all of us.
0: For sure, especially when you are in a position where you have to you have to produce because that's how you get paid you know, not everyone that listens to this is pulling an income from their business, from a photography, from their photography passion or from a business. It, it may not be a business for all of our listeners out there, but when it is something that you have to do and your ability to like be confident and get the job done is linked to directly to your ability to pay your bills. It is a, it is something that can be very scary. So I know you both are shaking your heads and it, it really can be. And, Yeah. I I don't know. What do you think about that? The difference between that sometimes? I mean, it's, I don't know. It gives me chills. It does. And, and I can tell you another thing that
1: both of us experience or all of us experience right now is we have all stepped out in a leadership role in the photography industry. And that's a whole nother level of, of expressing our confidence or, you know, being vulnerable and saying that we have a lack thereof. But it is it's true and I think it's it's that same sentiment flows in both directions. What do you think, Phyllis? Oh, I,
2: I agree. I think it's nice for up and comers or for beginners or even advanced photographers to know that that however they're feeling, we all have felt the same way at one point Absolutely. or another and still feel that same way every day. So it, it's not uncommon and then you, are not, you are not alone.
0: <laughs> and I think there's something to be said for putting yourself into positions where you aren't always comfortable. And by that, I don't mean like your gear fails, but, and you, and you aren't able to fulfill, but that is, If you are uncomfortable, it might mean that you're pushing yourself and you're teaching yourself more and you're putting yourself out there and you're taking risks and you're, you're being creative in ways that maybe you've never been creative before. And that's not a bad thing. And you're always going to be moving the bar higher and higher in terms of your confidence.
1: Absolutely. And also confidence Another thing that I want to say about it is a lot of times confidence comes from things that aren't associated with your photography. For example, you may have a limiting belief about yourself, or you may have something that someone else has placed on you. And there, I want to say an interject, which is a gestalt word for something we took and swallowed whole. Someone may have told you at some point in time in your life that you you did you weren't a value or that your work wasn't good and you may have taken that as as something that you just believe without any further evidence and that can really rattle your confidence. So it's not always just in our shooting it's also in in those things that we pick up along life. It's in the trauma. It's in PTSD. It's in how our relationships have unfolded. There's a complicated equation to understanding the level of confidence you have in anything and, and photography in particular.
2: Those yep. are all great points, Kim. I'd kind of like to share a few things that might help with building confidence or self-esteem in your personal life, which therefore will lead to your photography career or life. Also, I think one thing for me too, is to look back on your past achievements. It doesn't matter how small they are, just anything that you can call a win, look back on those times in your life when you had those either little wins or big wins that, that made you feel good. For me personally, I think Kim kind of helped me with this one is, is, She did hook me up with a gestalt coach. And I think finding a way to change the negative story that your inner critic is telling you is a big help. And whether that be with a gestalt therapy, you know, session or a therapist or, or even a friend that maybe you can talk to about things, I think, you know, just changing that negative story that's inside of you, like change that somehow. Did I say that right, Kim? I mean, you can help me with that one better than I, I probably said it. And I think another one too is, and this was a big one that helped me, is becoming a mentor for other photographers. You may think that, well, maybe I don't have that level of experience yet, but it doesn't matter. Even if you're a beginner photographer, you can take someone that's, let's- that's coming along with you and help them. And, and you'll, by doing this, you'll realize how much value that you can bring to the table just by helping someone. And whether that be photography or, or another aspect in your life, it'll really help your confidence. This is a, this one for a while. And I know you two will probably not agree with this was really hard for me, but don't shy away from compliments. When somebody tells you, your famous Phyllis, take it with, <laughs> take it and say yes, I am. Oh <laughs> um,
0: yay! She's finally yeah, she's doing it. Woo! <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, that's still a hard one for me. So I really don't oh. want to do that. But anyway, I think I think kind of I say fake it, but not, I don't mean really fake it. But you know, if you're just a starting professional photographer, dress the part, watch your body language. Yeah use a lot of eye contact when you talk to people smile stand up straight all of these are good are good confidence or they make you appear more confident and, and by appearing more confident you will be more confident so and another thing for me too is to focus on what you do know if you're trying to to if you're in a group setting where you're having to do some public speaking or just talk to other people focus on what you do know another big one for me especially the over the past 2 years And just trying to get in a more healthy mindset was take care of yourself when you when you eat healthy and exercise regular and get enough sleep and you feel better then all of this is a great confidence booster. And and that was a really big one for me personally. I think being grateful, focus on being grateful. Maybe even keep a gratitude journal if you can. I'm not very good at journaling, but I I know I have a couple of friends that are really good at journaling. And one of the first thing they do every day is spend five minutes just telling what they're grateful for and writing down some gratitude things. Another one is to be like, if you're having to go do If you're having to go do a job or something, and maybe it may be something out of your wheelhouse a little bit, be prepared. Even if it's something that's in your wheelhouse, being prepared by practicing, reading, doing a lot of research, and and get ready for whatever it is that's coming up in your life. Also, think about visualizing your goals and choosing a positive mindset. Like, look at what you want to accomplish and and visualize that in your mindset so that you can be... uh, you know, kind of positive that it's going to happen one day. I think when you visualize things, they do happen. So that's it for me guys. How about Kara? What are you, what are some good ones for you?
0: Well, like I said at the, you know, the top of this show is that I feel like confidence, there's just like a killer around the corner of it. Anytime. Um, and I'm very sensitive to when things don't go well, or if I feel like I failed in some way that affects me to my core. And it can be, I can have a hundred people saying you did a good job. And then one person tell me that they thought the image was crap or that the way that something went down wasn't good. And I will only focus on that one thing. So for me, you know, working on my confidence is a daily struggle and it can constantly feel like it's a shifting set of standards in my brain. So one of the, several of the things that I do are, kind of focus around preparation. I feel like if I can think through the, the process, which is part of the reason, like why I work with clients the way that I do, like I, from start to finish, I need to visualize how every step of that process is going to go. And I don't like to get to a shoot and not know what our game plan is. I just don't operate that way. So for me, being able to really think through and practice using my gear. If I have new equipment, I wanna use it. I'd never use photo shoots, especially photo shoots I'm being paid for to test out gear. I always practice, I always set up something specific for learning new gear. Poses, new techniques, I love to practice those before I use them in a paid situation. That's, That's big for me. And shooting all the time, especially in the beginning. I needed to be shooting and using my camera every day what happens to me now is that I go through periods where I might not be actively shooting, you know, two or three times a week. So I have to make myself go out and take photographs because what'll happen is I get rusty, not rusty necessarily on like the muscle memory of using a camera, but things like posing people like pose flow. If I don't have that in my brain and something that, that, that post flow muscle If I'm not actively working that, I can definitely be so much less confident when I've got clients in front of me, if it doesn't feel like it's flowing easily. So having that kind of set pose flow situation in my brain, because I practice it, helps me so much. So, yeah. So I I like to say I'm most confident when I'm prepared, when I've thought through it all, when I plan for any type of pitfall that can happen. People, there have been people that tell me I worry too much, but the truth is, is if I can't think through every possible bad situation that can happen, then I'm going to be anxious about it. So sorry, one of us has to be the worrier of the group and it's me. So the other piece of that is model calls. I love to do model calls when I'm testing out something really different. If I'm using new gear or I wanna try a new lighting situation or new props that I've never used before, a model call is an awesome place for that. And it really gives me confidence because first of all, I'm I'm shooting in a way that I'm not having to necessarily create something that's gonna affect my bottom line right in that moment. And then when I, the next shoot that I have or where I plan to use that, I can go into it with so much more confidence because I know how to make that situation work. There are some things that I think a lot of photographers get hung up on in terms of, especially if they're maybe enthusiastic amateur photographers or they're new to starting their business. I don't know about you guys, but I've had photographers that I've been mentoring tell me that they don't know even how to talk about, like confidently about their business. Their business or about what they do. Maybe photography is a hobby. Maybe it's something they do part time. Maybe it's something they're hoping to move from a full time gig into a photography business one day. And people will ask them, they might be shooting on the rail at a horse show, they'll ask them. You know, oh, tell me what you do, or are you a photographer? And they don't know how to answer that question off the top of their head. They don't know how to say, Yeah, I'm a photographer. I'm a horse photographer. I'm an equine photographer. They don't know how to to answer that. And they tend to, to say things like, Oh, yeah, I take pictures. And they're just really, they really don't come across as confident. So I tell people, think about how you talk about your business. Think about how you talk about what you do as an artist and be prepared to answer that question when people ask you, have that elevator pitch or that one liner that describes what you do and that you are comfortable saying it out loud. One of the things I always say to people is, especially if you sell, if you are if you are selling photography or you're selling to your client's art images, be comfortable with the words that come out of your mouth. And the only way I can be confident in that is by saying them out loud before I actually have to say them out loud or say them over and over again and practice how they come out of my mouth so it doesn't feel awkward and so I'm not insecure about about that. Yeah, so the other thing around just in terms of if you're thinking about not just shooting but if you want to work with clients or if you are selling photography, practice things like answering common questions that come up over and over again, know how you want to respond to that and practice getting those words out of your mouth, practice responding to common sales objections and you know, practice asking questions that you would ask to prospective clients to get more information from them. That's a big thing. People are just nervous having conversations with people sometimes, and that can be a real confidence killer. The last thing I'll say here, and that's something that I feel has brought me the most success, not in photography necessarily, but just as a woman in business throughout my entire adult life is surround yourself with people who support you. Find those people who believe in you and they believe in what you do and what you represent and find people who you can share ideas and resources with. I like to say that when I go into a situation, especially a learning environment, I try to find the people that look like they have their shit together that know what they're doing, maybe who I think look like the smart ones in the room. And I will go and sit my butt down right next to them. And I will tell you, that is how I became friends with Kim and Phyllis. (laughs) I sat (laughs) down next to them and never got up and drug them, you know, made them drag me along with them when they went places. And I'm not saying you should do that. You shouldn't harass somebody. Well, I don't know. I think that's what you get
2: when you join Cal girls with cameras is as a community, (laughs) as a community.
0: That's what we, that's like we find that community. Yeah. And so that you can, you know, really, you know, you need those people in your life who can give you a, a dose of healthy reality when you need it, but you also need to think about the people that are building you up and that have been in your shoes before and be near those people And, you know, I love my family. I love, I have friends that I love, but I also have people that I don't spend as much time with because they are people that maybe don't believe in the work that I do or don't believe that photography and specifically the niche of equine photography is a sustainable industry. And I need to separate myself to some extent from those people that are bringing me down. I need people who support me and believe in me in my life more than I need those other negative influences. And I know there are people that are listening to this right now that probably have significant others that are in relationships that have family members that maybe don't believe that their little photography business is ever going to make anything, or that this hobby that they love so much is worth investing so much time and energy and money into. But I think that, I mean, we all have those people. We've all had those people. So try to figure out you know, look for those shining stars in your life that are going to build you up and make you happy and bring you confidence instead. I'll get off my soapbox.
2: No, I, I, th- I agree with all that. I think we all agree with that.
1: Yeah. And I think Phyllis made a really good point in saying that that's what we strive to do in our photography experiences. When you come to those is we want to offer you a safe environment and one that is supportive so that you can stretch your wings out a little bit and fly. And so you'll have somebody there to answer those questions for you or to help you figure out what went wrong or help you figure out what went right in a situation and do so in a way that's not judgmental or harsh and that really is supportive. Because honestly, Photography and horsemanship, I think both offer two things in that they're lifelong learning opportunities. You will never learn it all about photography and you're never going to learn it all about horses or the Western lifestyle, but being able to have people along on the ride that are there to help you and support you through as much learning as you can get, and then help you build your confidence is absolutely key. And I believe heartily that for all three of us, that is one of the things that we want to make sure that we offer from ourselves in our, in our events and our experiences. And also that we foster a community that offers that ongoing when it's not the three of us in the room, but people who have been to our events or had something to do with cowgirls with cameras. I think that is all very critical and thank you, Phyllis, for pointing that out and bringing it up in in that context. I do have one thing I want to add to this long list of ways that that we've come up with in this episode of having people build confidence. I think Phyllis gave you some great advice for life and I think Kira gave you some great advice as a photographer. The one thing I would like to add to this is in building your confidence, try to look at how you hold on to mistakes or failure because in general, we can kind of start out as confidence, have a few wins, And then something is going to come along, whether it's a camera failure, a card failure, or just an oversight or something that didn't go quite right in a situation or not like planned, no matter how much you rehearse or practice, there are going to be times that you experience failures or mistakes as a photographer or just a human walking through life. And one of the things that I think has seriously helped my confidence as a human being and as a photographer is mindfully learning how to hold those mistakes and failures as failures are not failures, but failures are learning experiences that teach me a a way to do it better. And mistakes also offer me an opportunity and I'm not gonna hang on to the mistake long-term. I get it, I realize it, I process it, I integrate it, and then I let it go. And I think that that is one of the things that you have to practice in building your confidence because if you hold on to a mistake or a perceived failure, and I do say perceived intentionally there, if you hold on to a perceived failure long-term, it can cause a lot of other things to start to go wrong in your in your confidence building. So please ask yourself, you know, are you holding on to things that maybe were mistakes you made or things you didn't know a year ago or 6 months ago or heck even 2 hours ago and now you have a better vision and can just let go of that and not not get held on to it long term. So that's a big feature, I think, in building your confidence is not to hold on to those things as you progress.
0: That's such a good point. I think it's real easy to get hung up and derailed, Yeah, you know, yeah, if you let those things pull you down.
2: Right. Absolutely. It's hard not to dwell on some things. And I think it's yep. hard to get
1: out of that m- mindset sometimes for Sure. It is, and that's where the gestaltist comes in handy, like like Phyllis has experienced. It's, it's where someone can help you sometimes guide you to see things clearer than you would be able to see on your own. And that's my my ten
0: cents for tonight. All right. Well, I have a feeling that there's other folks out there right now that have listened to this episode, and maybe feel, you know, feeling a little bit, not triggered, but like, yeah, I felt a little bit of what Phyllis was saying, you know, or I felt a little bit about what Kim was saying there. I really resonated with that. Or maybe there were warts like me, who knows? But if you are and you enjoyed this episode... Please let us know. We're on Instagram at cowgirls with cameras, and on Facebook, cowgirls with cameras. Also, we have a photo challenge. So, what we would love for you guys to do for the cowgirls with cameras photo challenge using hashtag CWC photo challenge, share an image that you created that you feel pushed your skill level or boosted your confidence in some way. We want to see it, and if you, we'd love if you tagged us. And then use hashtag CWC Photo Challenge, and we'd love to share share that image for you. We'd love to hear your story about, you know, why why was this a push for you? Why did this image boost your confidence? Let us know. It's also good content to put out there. So it's a there's an easy one for you when you're posting. I need to think about what mine's going to be. So if you are thinking, man, this sounds like fun, I want to join Kim, Phyllis, and Kara at one of their upcoming events. We have some really fun stuff coming up. Um, Several of the events are already full, but we have – The Cottonwood Ranch experience coming up in Nevada. We have openings still for those of you that are real beginners out there that want to jump into equine photography and want to really learn how to use your cameras and how to photograph people with horses. That's an event we have coming up in St. Augustine, Florida. this spring, we've got events, a really cool experience coming up in Colorado. I believe our dry head event is full. Is that correct? Is it full now? Yep. Phyllis is nodding her head. Yep, it's full. Art of the Cowgirl is currently full. Is that correct? We have a waiting list for that only, Yes, I believe. Well,
2: the Genu- Queen Creek, Arizona, Art of the Cowgirl is full. They don't have the summer gathering. They don't have it listed yet, but it'll be the 1st of June in Montana for those that are interested.
0: Okay. We so just don't have any details yet. There. Yeah. Okay. Horses on the Beach and Iceland are currently full. And then go ahead, fellas the wilderness event in Colorado, the end of
2: September, that will be, that will be a really fun one. So
0: the wilderness adventure. Yep. That's going to be amazing (laughs) at Trapper's Lake. So Mm. Lake Lodge. So there are so many cool things that you guys can come and hang and learn and take cool pictures. And we'd love to hang with you guys. So check us out at cowgirlswithcameras.com, click the events tab and see which one you think fits you the best. We'd love to chat with you about our, about options. So reach out anytime. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with
1: Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.